You're listening to the Blissful Hiker Podcast. I'm Allison Young, the solo, female, middle-aged, titanium-reinforced, long-distance backpacker, Blissful Hiker, sharing stories to empower you to learn to hike your own hike, too. If you enjoy these podcasts, please consider supporting them through Patreon. There's a link in the show notes or at blissfulhiker.com. This week, I finish the Arizona Trail, heading into a windstorm and Utah, just in time to avoid dropping temperatures and lots of snow. After such a thrilling couple of days walking rim to rim in the Grand Canyon, this spot I'm camping in is such a downer. There's no views and a flat field filled with tumbleweeds and cow pies. Well, at least they're dry. The pies, that is and I easily kick them aside from my tent. But each thorny branch has to be lifted carefully without getting stuck to my gloves and flung aside to make room. Oddly, though, the space is flat and comfortable. I'm used to my foam mat now, and I sleep well. The moon is back to waxing and shines on me in this huge space, casting gorgeous shadows from the gnarly juniper above my eyes. I'm awakened sometime in the middle of the night by whispers of wind that transform into gusts and finally a steady breeze, but I sleep surprisingly well. Morning comes and I realize I did exactly the right thing by pressing forward. It's chilly but not cold yet, still dry and the wind feels manageable so far. But arising each day dusty and dirty in my dry camp, shoving down a few bars, packing up and moving on, is becoming less attractive. I need more than the promise of a long day on an unchanging plateau to get me going. Crushing miles just for the sake of crushing miles is just not going to cut it. But I'm here, and I've got a decent day's walk to get to the northern terminus in Utah. And right away, the trail is just a trench filled with dried, prickly plants. For the first time, I come across sage and run my fingers along it, bringing them to my nose for a whiff of sweetness. Shockingly pink and purple flowers cling to the dust in clumps, their bright glare almost like a sound. I'm lucky the ground is dry and cracked now, as I encounter evidence of footsteps sinking deep into the what was clinging mud. As I begin to find my rhythm, I come across a hiker. Captain Underpants, he calls himself, or Cappy. He's walking the Hayduke Trail, more a route than any kind of official path, running from Arches to Bryce Canyon National Parks and through the Grand Canyon. He's geared up in a coat that looks warmer than mine, but tells me he's been absolutely freezing these past days. I admit to him that I skipped sections, starting with an excuse of avoiding bad weather, but then switching to the more truthful answer, that I just couldn't take any more long, boring days of ponderosa juniper dust. And he congratulates me. (laughs) Cappy says, you've got too much self-respect for that crap true. I've already proven I can walk every single last step of a long-distance hike. My time left on this earth is shorter than most hikers. Why not be aware of when I've seen enough? Cappy tells me it's all easy to the end, so I say goodbye and press on, reaching the last of the spectacular wrought iron gates. 
the Arizona Trail has the loveliest gates. <laughs> With a huge bolt to slide back and forth to open and close, and the state of Arizona and the trail a dotted line, these might be the most distinctive bits of this experience. Gates that my hands have touched one by one as I've moved north. Just as I close the gate, a hiker catches me up from behind. It's Tajan from way back at Roosevelt Lake. Of course, he's surprised to see me, wondering if I'm the same blissful he met weeks ago. Yep, I'm the one and only blissful hiker. At first, I'm not keen on walking with him. Pictures were posted on Facebook showing Tajan, along with Clothesline and John the Baptist at the Trail Angels' home in Flagstaff, being very well taken care of, the same Trail Angel who completely ignored my pleas for help. Do I sound bitter? Yeah, just a little bit. But Tajan slows his pace to walk with me, and we talk. Tajan tells me about his own anxiety and vulnerability. It's shocking to me, because he hides it so well. It's so interesting that the trail seems to put him on my path right at this very moment to show me that we all struggle. Tajan's is less about being fit enough to keep moving forward. I mean, he's only 31, and he doesn't have arthritis or two new hips. He's worried about what comes next, how he'll get out of here, if he can get where he needs to go. He then tells me something I hadn't thought of. What I needed in Flagstaff wasn't so much for people to just help me, but for people to communicate with me in my emotional language. All the talk from other hikers was about gnats and links to websites, and they were utterly useless. They didn't help me. They only helped the people sharing them with me. It made them feel better. The result on my end was an erasure of my distress and a silencing of my plea for help. That's why I felt so isolated and confused. As we march on, Tajin continues sharing about his own life and relationships, and I begin to feel stronger and put my moment of bad luck into perspective. He's going fast now, and all that he's told me requires a bit of alone time to sort out. So I pull back and tell him, I'll catch up with you at the next water source. What I really need is to just sit down. I'm thirsty and I'm tired. I eat some food and look out towards the end of the plateau where large red mountains are peeking up. The dusty ground is greening with tiny plants. Flowers bloom in tight bunches. Another hiker passes me, but he doesn't bother to stop or even say hello. He notices the patch on my pack that my Kiwi friend Neil made for me. Wahine Toa Te Araroa, strong woman of the long pathway. As he runs ahead, he yells back, Hey, I hiked that too. Good on you, whoever you are. It's up and down now as I follow the contour of the hills to dry washes. The red mountains are more obvious now. Utah is getting closer. Above, the sky is getting gray, and a large white cloud like a UFO hangs over the desert. The wind picks up, pushing my pack over. It's not far now to the final game, Waterer. I move better after a break, but I'm stopped in my tracks, seeing my very first rattlesnake. 
It's an Arizona ridge-nosed rattler, the state reptile. He lies across the trail, his head in shade. I tap gently with my pole, but he's in a state of delirium. So I leave him be and cross behind him, taking a few pictures. What a beauty he is. Red, black, tan. I reach another burn area, so scorched the ground itself is a different color. Trees and bushes can't stop the rain, which tore through here in the last monsoon and dug deep trenches. Just above, I find the fence protecting the waterer and head up to find Tajan lounging in the shade. He fills up enough to walk the final three miles and politely tells me he wants to move on so as not to miss a chance for a hitch. He smiles at me and doesn't run off right away and says in the nicest way possible, I actually hope I don't see you again. (laughs) I drink a liter of water and eat some more, starting to feel bloated and unhealthy from so much cheap hiking food. The wind begins to gust and the sky looks angry. I follow a wash that leads to a final rise where the red mountains I've been following come into full view. Those are the Vermilion Cliffs. I walked them before, Perea Canyon and Buckskin Gulch tucked inside those cliffs, an astonishingly beautiful six-day hike I did a few years back, one of the most memorable of my life. It's still a long walk down, the trail working its way in lazy zigzags on the hill. Of course, it's littered with rocks that hurt my feet and make moving a bit awkward. But that's how this story has to end, pretty much as it began. I take my time, the wind whipping so hard now I can barely keep my balance, as I reach up to hold my hat on my head. There's more scrub and prickly pear, dust building up in my shoes. Just as I reach the flats and can see the road in the campsite ahead and think I'll be ending all alone, John the Baptist catches me. There's not a hello or how are you. There's no support at all, just how'd you get here? Jesus, what's the matter with these hikers? I smile at him and stand a little straighter and say, I walked. There's really no reason to share my journey with him. He's too caught up in his own success to notice a middle-aged lady like me that arriving here, even with all that skipping, is a huge accomplishment. We both arrive at the monument, and he snaps my picture, waiting for his sister before he asks me to take his picture. (laughs) After I do the honors, they just leave me there, looking for a ride. But I'm right where I want to be, alone, with the wind and now blowing sand. I came to this trail because Blissful needed to give it a try after new hips, after a rescue on the Continental Divide, and an unpleasant experience this winter with a job recruiter who wanted me to give up Blissful entirely. I needed to see what was in me. Could I walk big miles? Could I take the grind of a long slog on hard trail to sometimes less than spectacular views? Would I still have access to that blissful spark of feeling absolutely right with the world? It wasn't quite 40 days in the desert, but a storm is building, and I've seen enough, at least for now. It's funny that on this hike, 
I spoke to the spirit world, to my goddess, more than I'd ever have, that part of me that's wise and measured, rather than reactive and stunted. She helped me work out all sorts of issues, with solutions that always elude me back in my real life. She also kept me safe and strong, on a trail where I could go for days without seeing anyone, and felt uncertain I could manage the challenges I faced. I should tell you that I never skipped parts of the trail because I couldn't handle them. I skipped intentionally, respecting my desire to enjoy mostly what I was experiencing and to not push through just because that's what's required. I still resist shoving in earbuds, gritting my teeth and pushing through. I've always found crushing miles a kind of silly goal with no point other than to brag how far you can walk. And yet I, too, have fallen under its spell, impressing myself at day's end that I got myself so far. I wouldn't be entirely honest if I didn't tell you that some days I had to reward myself with gummy bears for each mile walked. There were so many incredible moments on this hike. Cowgirl camping, the nearly unimaginable views from Sky Islands, collecting life-sustaining water in odd places, fields of wildflowers, and all those goofy saguaro, being so completely and utterly alone, the glorious rock walls of the Grand Canyon. And yet a moment that will always stand out for me as truly telling of the person I am was when I walked on the road to Jacob Lake and made that decision to finally stick out my thumb for a hitch. Perhaps through hiking is no longer in my future, It's too much, too many miles, too much time away from Richard, too much of a bad diet. I'm changing inside, my needs are changing, and I'll have to accommodate what my body and my spirit tell my mind to do, rather than to override them and force something that is becoming anathema to me. Earlier today, Cappy congratulated me for drawing the line on that 43-mile roadwalk. The decision to say enough was enough offered me this space right now to finish on a high note and still with great affection for this wild, arid, and rugged landscape. You know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. You can subscribe to Blissful Hiker wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple, please leave a review that helps the show get discovered. Blissful Hikers on Patreon, you can support the show financially as a patron, help me get on trail to collect sounds and create these stories. There's a link to Patreon in the show notes or at blissfulhiker.com. With the end of the Arizona Trail, Season 3 of the Blissful Hiker podcast also comes to an end. In the coming weeks, I'll begin preparations for this year's hikes, long and short, as well as taking care of unfinished business, like maybe going back to Arizona to walk the Gila River in the low desert. You can follow my adventures on Facebook, Instagram, and at blissfulhiker.com, and keep in touch. I love hearing about your long walks and where you're headed next. Until Season 4, my friends, kia kaha, and happy trails.